The Right Hook Podcast. With the Mitsubishi Commercial Range. Pajero Executive, Pajero Commercial, Outlander Business and new L200. All with a leading five-year commercial warranty. MitsubishiMotors.ie All right, welcome back uh, to The Right Hook. It's The Right Hook is a health checkup. Um, once, I have to say, upon a time, she was a paragon of fashion. Uh, she has arrived. I knew this was coming. Well, you've arrived like something out of a Charles Dickens novel. You're like Mrs. Malaprop or something. I what have are a you hat on. I, have a, I feel sorry for myself. I have a chest infection. Um, and I'm wearing a On your hat. chest? <laughs> on my chest. Well, what's the point of covering your head? I'm keeping could, warm. But when not you cover your chest? <laughs> My chest is covered. I'm wearing a woolly jumper. All right. Now, we're straight into the right health checkup, and I'm going to a question which really saddened me greatly, okay? Okay. Found out today I've herpes type 2, mm. Sarah says. Devastated and can't stop crying. I feel the world is ending. Um, I've never slept around. In fact, I was celibate for six years. How can I get my head around this? I read it could be dormant in your system for years. Will I ever have a loving relationship again? Because there's such a social stigma associated with herpes. All right. What she's saying. Well, yes? well, ho, ho, you know, back up the truck a second, George. Um, that's not the first time I've heard that. and It's not the first time I've seen somebody in devastated and and in floods of tears and they're off they often are women um for two reasons one is it's 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 easier for women to contract an STI from a man than from a man from a woman okay just the way the mechanics of it work so, but so you didn't tell me this about 50 years ago it's a bit late <laughs> when brother echinacea was yeah. feeding you a load of old nonsense um, so, yeah. <laughs> I, I prefer echinacea um, but anyway so that's the first thing but also do you know what it is is women tend to view themselves as if they have an STI that they're going to be viewed as some kind of a Slush. I think. I think. I think that's why she's saying. Oh, you know, I, I was celibate. I think that's why she's over explaining. Yeah, yeah, I was celibate. Yeah. I, you know, I didn't mean it, and all this kind of stuff. Um, what I would say about this is, first of all, there's treatment. Yes, herpes. It's difficult to cure. So what we do is we try and make it go dormant. But people, I have lots of patients who are on herpes medication on a regular basis but, to keep but, it. Can you have intimate relations? Of course you can, because the 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 virus isn't always active. Yes, it's true you can shed the virus when it's not active too. But lots and lots and lots of people within committed happy relations. Have, have all sorts of different STIs. I have patients who are HIV positive, Hep B, Hep C positive, herpes positive, all sorts of things. It's first of all, it's not any kind of an indictment on you as a person, and, and I, I think it's really important that Sarah gets that her head around that nobody, nobody worth knowing but is going to judge her for contracting herpes. Now, you meet a fella in the pub, and he really thinks you're gorgeous, right? And he says, "How about like next Friday dinner?" Uh, flowers, blah, blah, blah. And then we go back to my place. And then she is honour bound to say, isn't she? Yeah. Uh, I, I think uh, by an, the way, well, first of I all, have herpes. What's his face? Whoever he is, this fella, they both should practice safe sex. So they should use condoms in the first place, which limits the chance of anything being passed one way or another. That's the first thing. Safe sex is very important. And second of all, people should not just value themselves in and around their 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 sex lives yeah I don't think so and, and I think that Sarah you will have relationships and maybe there'll be a bit of explaining to do but maybe what it means is is that the relationship that you have will be with somebody very decent and who will understand right. that this is not the end of the world right. uh, and it's treatable uh, my age group like we were around when it kind of came out first and and it was like a death sentence 
Herpes is a nasty one because it's particularly yeah. painful and because it keeps yeah, going. Sure. I agree. It's not. It's not. A, it's not a nice STI to have. But having said that, um, she's not to rule herself right. out of this. Okay. And in fact, I'm just remember I said I knew patients. I, I've yeah. spoken to a girl who had almost the exact same story. Um, very upset about having herpes. Long history of being celibate currently in a very, very happy and loving right. relationship. I think you should get chest infections more often. Because, Why? Because you don't start calling for ambulances <laughs> and getting all dramatic and everything. What about the fellow who quit smoking? Because he, well, he, we don't know him or her, continuous colds and chest infections. He, They now find they have a sharp pain every time they cough. Uh, in the back at the bottom of my left lung. Feels like a rib break. Okay, it's probably not a rib break, although it's not impossible to break a rib from coughing, but it's unusual. Um, I would guess a sharp stabbing pain on coughing or breathing. Ugh, you know, we're, we're taking a shot in the dark. We don't have an x-ray machine here. The right hook health check, whilst is brilliant, has some limitations. Uh, I think this guy has pleurisy. Um, and just because you, absolutely and just because no, you weren't long being sort of optimistic you've gone straight <laughs> into pessimism Pl- mode pleurisy is not the end pleurisy is an infection in the lining of the lungs as opposed to in the lung body itself bronchitis is an infection in the airways pneumonia is an infection in the lung tissue and pleurisy is an infection in the lining of the lungs that's broadly speaking um, people think when they give up smoking that their lungs are going to be instantly better that's not the case if you've been a smoker the chances are that for a period of time after you smoke until your lungs do start to improve you may be more vulnerable to chest infections and things if you have pleurisy you need to go to a doctor because you need to get probably some antibiotics and maybe some anti or more antibiotics you know how I love that George yeah I'm and on great antibiotics myself no, at the moment. this is one I, I really find interesting the roof of, of my mouth the sore lister says I think I originally burnt it but now it's cut and uncomfortable painful to eat and stings how do you heal that um, there are things you can get. There are pe- the roof of the mouth can be very difficult. The, 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 okay, this is probably fine. It'll probably heal itself. And if it is a burn, grand. And there are things you can get. There are pastes and, and, and various things you can get, both from your GP and some some of them from the pharmacists that you could put on a sore in the mouth and it will it will heal. But what chiefly does, and you love when I go straight for catastrophe, I know you do. But what he, they don't say how long it's like that. Okay, if you have a sore in your mouth that's persistent and doesn't heal. Call the ambulance. Not the ambulance, but you need to be checked because that is one of the symptoms of head and neck and mouth cancers and stuff like that. Oh that my Now, no, whoa, whoa, whoa. Doesn't mean that this bloke or girl has such a thing, but we don't know how long it's there for. If it's only there for five days, don't worry about it. But if you've got this burn from a bowl of soup six months ago and it's still hurting you, you need to go and get checked. And it's important, George, it is important that our listeners hear those kind of messages, don't you think? I do, yeah. Yeah, of course you do. No, I do. I know you do. I have had sore lips for ages, in particular under my bottom lip and in the corner. Was prescribed Kenicone, but hasn't worked. Any suggestions? Tom wants to know. This could be herpes. No. Uh, Herpes is on, well, herpes, which is usually simplex one on the lips, is usually simplex two on the genitals. Um, I doubt it is because I'd say he'd know because herpes is quite it's quite obvious All right? because right? okay. it's blisters this do you know what I think this fella should do he should take a multivitamin and he should use Vaseline because very often when people start getting a thing called uh, angular stomatitis or angular colitis where they get little cracks in the side of their mouth oh yeah yeah that's what this sounds like to I me I never got any of that stuff and I know people who use lip balm about 10 times a day I use lip balm about 10 times a day I never ever I don't have I get it every now and again in an airplane that's from the dry air yeah and people get it more this time of the year from the cold as well but what I would suggest is this Vaseline to 
to stop the, the little sore yeah. at the side from cracking and a multivitamin and get back to us to tell us how great we okay. are when it's cured. Okay, alright. I have a great story about Vaseline. It's a shame I, I can't no, tell no, it on no, the radio. No, no, stop now. What's Dervicultilitis? Uh, no. Oh, I've had Dervicultilitis confirmed by colonoscopy. <laughs> Diverticulitis, yeah. Right. I've come to recognise the pain that accompanies a bout of it. How do I treat it without going for another bloody scope? Okay. Now, you have great sympathy with this guy, but you go to the doctor, he gets this bicycle pump, he shoves it up your bum, and, like, it's ferocious. So, I mean, I'm not surprised he doesn't want to go back. Listeners, colonoscopies are painless and you're sedated and you have no bad experience, generally speaking, at all from having one. But let's not let the truth, George, get in the way I of a good story. One. I know. Listen, diverticulosis is extraordinarily common and the majority of adults in this country have it. And What, what it, is it? Okay. If you think of your large bowel and your large bowel runs down more or less your left side of your abdomen and down into, into your kind of pelvis. Um, it should be a tube that's just a kind of a tube but sometimes there are little pockets along the lining of the tube and they are diverticula. And they, you get diverticulosis when you've got loads of them and you get diverticulitis when they become inflamed as they do. And we get it because our fibre in our diet is too low. Most people's fibre... You fibre's can't get at me about low fibre. No. I'm the most fibre guy on the planet. Okay, but there are others, George. It's not only about you. So the fibre in your diet is really, really important. So a high fibre diet is very healthy for diverticulosis and to avoid diverticulitis. But here's the thing. Where's the colonoscopy coming? Seeds are the one exception to that in terms of fibre. If you have really small seeds in your diet, another way people have that, um, there's a bit of a fashion for putting linseeds and stuff on your porridge and people make homemade brown bread and they throw a load of pumpkin seeds and crack onto it. Yeah, those seeds can get trapped in the little pockets and then you're really in trouble and you get cruel diverticulitis. So what do you eat? You want to know what he should eat? High fibre diet without seeds. Just, Georgie recommends uh, you get fruit and fibre, you go down to your super value, you get raspberries, strawberries, black currants everything pile it in huge bowl of it in the morning and life will be happy for the rest of your life I, I use I'm eating a huge amount of fibre and Brillo yeah, well fibre is good for but the gut interestingly I was in my local super value recently and I, Ingrid and I know I, your super value down in uh, Dean's Grange yeah, yeah but I was appalled they are do you know what they're selling no grass I mean, <laughs> when the fella sold Wheat water, when, yeah, when the fella sold water, Bally, the Ballygown fella. You thought, millions, no way. No way you can make millions. And now there's fellas selling grass. Santa Arabs. But, but there was all, there was more than grass. It was the seeds reminded me. It was all these packets of these stuff. Yeah. Which presumably people just throw without thinking. Well, you see, you live in a, in a fancy posh middle class area where people, <laughs> where people and their money are easily parted from each other. <laughs> all right. What about this poor 32 year old male? He gets lots of heart palpitations over the last few years. He goes a few days without having them. Then bingo, back they come. He feels tired, etc. The GP says he's fine, but he don't. Ah, here's the dead rope. He suffers from anxiety and nervousness for a number of years. He also has had, and I, I find this very sad, he's had a speech impediment since he was born. Yeah, uh, and there is no question but that palpitations can be a symptom of anxiety. And, and, and I do feel for this guy. And this guy, 
this guy probably should go and talk to somebody about his anxiety levels because he has a speech impediment, he's having palpitations, he feels distressed, he describes himself as being tired and floppy and all that kind of stuff. So so that's that's worrying for him. I imagine that causes him social problems but, as but well. But anxiety creates palpitations. Yeah, like but, even if, like somebody like me who doesn't suffer from anxiety, if you get something that, that kind of worries yeah. you, you get palpitations. I, I think he should talk to someone about his anxiety because, because I imagine, this is kind of a sad story, I imagine that these problems with the speech and, the, and palpitations yeah. are causing Causing him social problems, and, I, and I think that's I and that's that's a worry. That I don't I don't like that for this guy. He's only thirty two, and he wants to be able to go out and have a bit of fun and meet people and everything. And yet yeah. he's probably finding it difficult. The only thing I do think is that he may need just to outrule there being anything else because you can be anxious and still have a medical condition. But he's had a medical doctor. Well, says he, his says, ticker is fine. Doc says the ticker sounds fine. I'd still be inclined to think he needs to have a thing called a whole. You know how I love to over. Yeah. Egg the pudding. A halter, a halter monitor, which is where you wear stickers on your chest and have. An I've e- had them. Yeah, I and mean, you wear an ECG monitor for twenty four hours. I think this bloke should have one of those. He should also have his thyroid function looked at, and he should also assess okay. his uh, caffeine and alcohol intake. The halter, just, just sensible. Yeah, but it could easily thing, be anxiety. It's a halter, as you describe it, hangs around your neck. Then there's about six stickers off yeah. the, the kind of cross your cross your chest. Yeah, yeah, and you bring it back to them. They take the computer off, feed it in, and yep. find out how your chest was. Exactly. I do it for the arrhythmia. Now here's one, because uh, you, have you watched Rebellion? No, I haven't. Although I'd like to. Yeah. Well, your man, the Harley Street surgeon in 1916, told him he couldn't have a baby. You know, ah. it was his fault. But then he committed adultery with a girl from Cork, and she's pregnant. Ah. So okay. the Harley Street fella knew nothing. Yes, but here's the point. Okay. I've recently had my sperm tested, the listener says, have found out I'm borderline in all areas. I've been told to change my diet and my lifestyle. I'm a bit sceptical. What's your opinion, stroke advice? I'd be a bit sceptical. Surely you can't fix your sperm by just a bit of... Uh, 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 sad, sadly, <laughs> sadly, I'm a little bit sceptical too. Um, lots of men do have their, their sperm analysed and they find, and what he means by borderline, there's different things that we measure in sperm. We measure the number of sperm. We, we measure yeah. the direction that they swim because in. Because there's a million. Yeah, the, exactly. So how some people have less than a million though and, and we measure the direction that they swim in or they all swim in the right direction and the speed and all that kind of stuff. So, so all that stuff can be measured and some people are borderline. Um, I've never seen anything that's very convincing that diet makes a blind bit of difference. Or you know, lifestyle. What but you know what can make goes? some difference is heat. So if you are a bloke... I, you, I, I Can I stop you immediately? Go on, I know you want to take over here. Yes. You do not wear tight underwear. Tight underwear, cycling, hot tubs, yeah. heated car seats. Yeah. All that kind of stuff is bad. Do you know what else is bad? A lot of men have a thing called a varicocele. And a varicocele is like a varicose vein, George, that you'd see in a leg, but they have it in the scrotum and around the testes. And because it's a pooling of blood in a, in a, in a swollen blood vessel, that creates a pocket of heat beside the testes too. And the testes should, that's why they hang outside the body, they should be cooler yeah, yeah. than, than now, the rest of the body. It's interesting. My stockbroker about 40 years ago... You're not going to tell us about his testes, are you? Because no, he, he probably no, wouldn't like he it. He was a pal of mine. But he introduced me to boxer shorts. I was a white front man. Right. And he said, no, 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 you'll get too hot and all this sort of stuff. And he explained the very theory that you've talked about. Um. For for, for cool. optimum sperm production, run around the garden naked. Poor 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 Ingrid. Poor poor Ingrid. Keep them cool. But that's run around the garden naked before engaging. Would that not create a bit of heat and friction between your thighs? Oh, you'd be cold if you weren't if you were naked. You forgot the naked bit. 
You raised the word scrotum, not me, interestingly. Well, it is the Friday right hook. I want to ask you a question. When I went in for my knee operation, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. I I met the, the... the infection nurse. Yeah, yeah. And she gave me a large bottle of kind of strawberry coloured soapy liquid. Okay. And she told me, use it in the shower every day before it came in. Against the MRSA. Yeah, yeah. I've started using it again. And? Extraordinary results on the itchy scrotum. Really? Positive. Really? Yeah. That's very interesting. Because she gave me a big jar and I only used a bit of it. What that means yeah. is, is is that... <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this, but that your scrotal rash was colonised by bacteria as well as fungus. And therefore, it's been treated continuously for fungus over a period of time, but there was a bacterial element in it too. Yeah. So anyway, this is strawberry stuff and I was given it for That's MR- fantastic MRSN. news I know, for I'm delighted. Yeah. yeah, I'm thrilled for you. <laughs> What's a pessary ring? How can you change a pessary ring and make it more comfortable? What's a pessary ring? Okay. A pessary ring is a hard... Is this a a contraceptive device? No. Okay. Um, uh, A vaginal pessary is a hard, circular, like donut-shaped ring that's used to treat prolapse. Um, You've lost me. Prolapse is where um, women, either their bladder or their uterus or whatever, starts to sag. Sag, yeah. And and what happens is, is they use a ring and the ring is, is, is slid up into the vagina and it sits above the pubic bone and holds things in place. By nature, it has to be a fairly sizable contraption in order to keep everything up. Um, and they can be sore. The best advice I can give to her in terms of changing the ring, I'm not sure if she's changing it herself. Mostly doctors change them for people. But if... First of all, the ring needs to be put in very hot water to make it pliable and bendy so that it's more flexible and less painful. But I would also suggest maybe taking one Valium beforehand and one anti-inflammatory beforehand if it's causing you great distress so that you're relaxed and less sore. Because it is a, it's, it's a bit of an unpleasant procedure for somebody. And Vaseline? We don't actually use Vaseline. No. We might use a bit of KY though. You know, What's lube. Pomplex eczema on the hands? Pomplex eczema. Oh, it's quite a nasty thing. It's a form of dermatitis and you see it on the palms of hands sometimes and they become really red and swollen and scabbed and septic. Oh. And you generally need two things. You probably need an oral antibiotic rather than uh, uh, just a topical one so because it's quite a nasty thing and you may need relatively strong steroids topically to help take it down as well. Otherwise, it's very persistent and very I, unpleasant. I feel so sorry for people who have those kind of skins because yeah, so, they're so socially, they're so anti-social. Well, yes, calm your hand, would you even see it? I, 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 I was involved, not involved with a charity, but it was a thing for a charity and it's, it's usually amongst children. EB. And the skin just, you can't touch the skin. But yeah. What's that called? EB. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's terrible to see the pictures of the children. Yeah, they, they have really, really um, uh, delicate skin that, that, that breaks down. This is nothing like that, George, in fairness. This is a nasty dermatitis on the palms of your hands, um, sometimes also on the soles of your feet. But uh, it can be treated. It can be treated with antibiotics and topical stuff. All right, George, I asked you to ask the doctor my question. Instead, you spend ages talking about your scrotum. What question did he ask us? Can you remember? Uh, oh, was it about the His sperm? sperm test. Sperm. His um, sperm. Keep, keep them cool. That's keep what them. we say. Keep yeah, them cool. But also, would you agree with Jerry and Rathgar? Smoking and alcohol don't help. I would, actually. 
For a variety of reasons. Yes, smoking is not good for your fertility. For men or women, by the way. Really? No. Um, the, the, oh yeah, William Waterford. He has a pain in the stomach, spasm in the back, worsens dramatically when I lie flat in bed, gets relief when I sit up in bed. Please ask the doctor for me. Interesting pain in the stomach and spasm in the back. I'm wondering if, if Jerry is using anti-inflammatories for his back spasms that are giving them the pain in the stomach. Lots of people can't tolerate anti-inflammatories and they do cause gastric ulcers, gastric bleeding, gastritis, all that kind of stuff. Spasm in the back, if it is truly spasm, you know when your back actually locks and you can neither move yeah. up nor down, it's a horrible thing. It responds yes to anti-inflammatories to an extent but if you can't tolerate them because of the stomach then forget them painkillers and muscle relaxants but the interesting thing with the growth I mean if you go back to when like I was young what, a growth? Child, what growth no the growth sorry <laughs> sorry Ingrid always says that I never finish sentences right the growth in pharmaceutical products right if you go back 60 years mm-hmm. right you know, if you got if you had a runny nose, you had a runny nose. Now you can take something for it, and miraculously your nose stops running. Yeah, a pill for every but, ill. Yeah, but the anti-inflammatory thing is really interesting because people just think I can take anti-inflammatories because I got a bang in knee playing soccer, and they completely affect forget about the damage to the stomach. About seventeen or eighteen hundred people globally per year will die from taking anti-inflammatories. Really? Yeah. So they're not they're not they're not risk free drugs. Um, I would suggest painkillers here. Probably okay if he hasn't gone to his GP, get something paracetamol and codeine based for your back spasm. And if that's not enough, you may in fact have to go and get a bit of Valium as well because Valium is effective for back spasm. Yeah, God, you're sick. I have some advice for you to be cured. Wear a bigger sweater. Anyway, listen. Um, this is f- poor old Joan Kildare. He got a nasty shock. Electric shock from working on a faulty heater a month ago. Now if I stretch or roll my shoulders, I get a pain in my chest. Not connected, I suggest. Unlikely. First of all, the pain is on movement. So it's it's a musculoskeletal problem. It's not on exertion. So it's not a cardiac problem. From what we can guess, please bear in mind, George and I are very good at this. But we, you know, whatever. So musculoskeletal problem post-electric shock. Have you ever had an electric shock? Yeah. Everything, everything tenses. So you know every muscle in your body. Oh, well, I didn't get it that big. Yeah, well, well they do. Um, and I'm wondering, does he have like uh, a spasm in maybe an intercostal muscle, which is the muscles in between your ribs, or does he have a bit of costochondritis from whatever way he pulled his chest wall when he was electrocuted? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would suggest okay. what we're looking at here is something like anti-inflammatories, which no, we just said, no, no. which we just said killed everybody right. about five minutes ago. But I think it's probably musculoskeletal post the trauma of the what electrocution. What about spend sixty-five quid with his GP? It seems a really good example to spend six, 65 quid. There's, you know, there's never money wasted on going All to the right. GP. Why are so many people getting styes? We have to go, but why? Uh, lots of coughs and colds and flus and bugs going around at the moment. Your eye is a hole in the front of your face. It's vulnerable to bugs. Wash your face, your eye rather, with either cold black tea or no more tears baby shampoo. Okay. And, and ba- bread poultices. Back, back, back next week at this time hopefully chest infection cured um, Dr. Kira Kelly next final records are back in larger numbers than ever before